0: Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers Podcast, brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are, ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. All right, guys, welcome back to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast. Uh, Excited to have you here. We uh, actually just completed our two-day live intuitive mind experience this past weekend. Uh, For those that didn't get a chance to maybe be in our Facebook group, Um, I would highly go in there. There's an amazing, amazing uh, conversation that we had with people who had just completed. Uh, It was just mind blowing from like physical healing taking place um, to people being able to walk out into the world and feel safe for the first time ever uh, to people be able to heal Trauma that happened when they were three years old—you um, know, decades and decades and decades later—it was just—it was awe-inspiring, right? Truly, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was was A little, really special, just to A hear really inspiring for sure. Yeah. So uh, today, I uh, I told Guy to label this "How to Have Your Cake and Eat It Too," and um, <laughs> the reason is. The guys, like, wait, but why? I was like, don't Tell worry about it. it. Just, Tell them the just, reason. Just, just name it. That um, you know something that um, after after one of the events, we always have people and they they have an opportunity to actually book calls with me and um, have a, a session. And something that keeps coming up time and time again, and literally every person that I ask, you know, how did you find us? Why did you end up doing this work, etc. It kind of is like some version of this, which is I have done so much personal development, right? Like I've done the seminars, I've I've read the books, I watch the videos, but I still feel like I'm not progressing or I still feel like I can conceptually understand certain things that are happening, but I can't say that I have the experience. And so something that I shared at the live event was, our live event is like a morsel Mm -hmm. of chocolate cake. It's like a little bit where you actually get to taste it. And someone today on our call said, he goes, you know, I have so many descriptions of what the chocolate cake looks like. I've seen it through the glass window. Like I know all everything about it, but I've never actually tasted it. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's, really profound because I think for most of us, we have a really, really good understanding of how we operate, why we operate, how they operate, how all of this operates, right? But like when I say, hey, go into your system and find that part and create healing, you can talk me around it. You can like explain how all of it is supposed to work and what it's supposed to look like and what you're supposed to do and all of it. But that doesn't mean that you've actually had the experience of it. So there's a big, big difference between knowing what a chocolate cake is and looks like and what it's supposed to do in your mouth and all that stuff, right? And then there's actually tasting it and putting it in your mouth, right? And like having that world of experience. And so that's kind of what I wanted to um, expand on a little bit today. Because what I'm also noticing is that we stay in the world of understanding because our mind is the one doing mindset work Mm. and your mind feels safe in the construct of more information, like feed me more information. And it keeps convincing you that, okay, well, as long as you keep feeding me more information, we're going to be better off. And that feels really safe because if you think about it, it's like, then the information still stays up here. I can maybe like look down at and point to certain things, but I don't actually have to go in and experience and feel those certain things. And as long as we're doing that, I'm okay. Okay. Right. And so you end up going on these searches for like the next book and the next video and the next guru and the next this and the next that all the while, everything is staying up here. So what we spoke about today with this guy is like most people, I feel like we have a lot of these people in our audience. This might be you also are very, very bright. Like they're, they're high intelligent, like linear thinking people. And I think we attract those people because Guy and I have kind of worked through those patterns ourselves. And you can see how easy it is to just get stuck in the world up here in that linear like, I need the formula from this to this, from this to this, from this to this, because there's safety and it's just done so well for you in your whole life. Sorry, it does also occur in society that like, it seems like the one with the
1: most knowledge is the one that's winning in life. You know, you see the Elon Musks, you see a Bill Gates or whatever. And it's like, okay, this person accumulated knowledge somehow also accumulated wealth. But I think like, like most things in life, it's like, we have a false preconceptions about like what actually ties things together, like what action actually caused success. And we don't see, it's like actually a lot of really small things kind of in alignment versus like one quality or one moment, you know, that happened. And everywhere I like, I'm just saying this because everywhere I investigate in things that I care about and like, I have some idea about it. Once I get into more of like the, the nuts and bolts, like the, the grass with it, I'm always like, Oh, okay. Wow. That had nothing to do with my preconceptions on how those things come about. Um, so yeah, I think, I think when people look from the outside, it often seems like it's one thing that, that we attach it to and and, wisdom would appear to be that thing in our society.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because it's, and it served us You know, that's, that's the truth of it. It's like for most people who are very, very bright, independent, linear thinkers, like you've built your entire life around it. So you probably work in an environment that that's a strength of yours and it, and it helps you generate money. You've, uh, found friends, you found experiences, the books you like to read, like everything feeds this superpower of yours. And I'm not taking anything away from the superpower. It's amazing. It's just that when people actually want to do this work and create healing, something to understand is that or something to get is that the understanding, like the need to understand is the biggest brake pedal in your growth, in your healing, because this has no interest in going and actually doing the healing. So it will dance you around it. It will explain what the chocolate cake looks and smells and tastes like, and you will go, Oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it'll convince and you, that that will you will be sufficient yeah. for you. Yeah. It mm-hmm. will be like, that'll be like a moment where you're like, okay, I got it. Yeah. But did you really? It's
1: interesting because lear- learning is kind of its own addiction. And I, I feel like I'm as addicted sure. as anybody else. Right. Because of course it's like, okay, I have a problem or curiosity but it again, it really can get lost in that. And and so, you know, with the work that we do, I think what's really important for people to understand is that we're we're not necessarily, I mean, yeah, in, in some facet, you can look at Elon and myself and say we're healers, but it's like we're not doing hands-on work on people, we're not sending energy to them in any specific way. It doesn't work that way. It's like we're actually guiding people into their own innate intelligence so that a person can come become their own healer. And to use the cake analogy here, you know, if you uh, anybody here is a chef or bakes or cooks, I don't know about you, but food always tastes better when you're the one making it. Because so you're, right? you're, you're, you're aware of the process and the work and the care and the presence that went into it. And so all that somehow placates into it. You know, I remember when I, <clears throat> I went to Hawaii and I went to work with a shaman there to um, brew ayahuasca, and I got to drink my own brew like a month later. And that was like one of the most special experiences of my whole life because I knew the people, the energy and the presence that went into it. And I swear, right, like when I drank it, I could I could like feel that energy of those people and of that presence in there and, and how it manifested into my experience. And so food is a lot like that, too. Right. Like if you put certain seasoning in there, you're going to be looking like, is that expressed in my food? When I'm eating it, can I really taste that thing that I added to it? And and if you're not part of that process, like you might notice that, but you might not notice that, and it's very subtle. And so healing work is like is like that too, right? When you're in your innate, you're you're like the chef of your own healing, right? And suddenly you start noticing things in your system that were just kind of happening, but were underneath the surface, like you didn't know that that seasoning was in there. But once you start noticing it, it's like you start seeing all the ingredients that are putting together an experience for you. And it's not about what you think about the experience. It's about how you directly are experiencing it. Like, you know, it's one thing to know the ingredients in chocolate cake, but when they all come together to go in your mouth and you have that moment, you're like, "Mm." and there's saliva and there's the chills and the blood flow and the dopamine and all those things. And you can become aware of all those things certainly, but it creates this kind of internal experience that you're, really having with yourself and your awareness that then kind of gets expressed into the outer world. And, and you know, the way one thing works is the way everything works. And that that's how healing is too. It's more, it's not about someone has a special gift and someone can be a healer or get healed and someone can't. It's about a quality of awareness about this area of life. That's actually really subtle. And because most of society is focused on big gross things in society i mean gross like disgusting i mean like gross like as in big um things there's there's a subtle undertone like you know the quantum realm the molecular realm like all these are hyper subtle right but for the people who are studying those things it's fascinating and they start this whole other world reveals itself to them that you know in a way replicates the world that we see but um also gets you closer to like where are things getting sourced from like that that's obviously an intrigue and and curiosity that we've had as human beings forever. It's like, where did we come from? What's the purpose of all this? Why are we here? And when you come into yourself, I don't want to say you find the answer to those things, but it seems like you get closer to them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, for sure. There's, there's something to be said though, that there's a part that's really scared to let go of the knowing and That's when we do work and I tell people, like, if you're going to be with us for our year long program, for example, you know, the first few months, if this is your pattern, the first few months might just be really dealing with the lack of safety around not knowing something Mm. like the sitting in the nothingness for a while without an answer. And you might even start to feel it now. It's like your brain does not like that. It yeah. freaks out. It needs to know. So we do practices where we first and foremost begin to create safety in the system. And through that, find these parts that don't feel safe when information is not there, right? Because if you think about what happens is you want to do the healing inside, right? The mind has no access to inside. So it's going to talk around everything that's here. There are moments that you have when you actually are able to touch those places inside, but the mind has no idea what's happening. So the mind's are immediately like, "What's going on in there? Why are we in there? Are we doing this right? Is this is how it's supposed to be? I thought it was supposed to be this way." And immediately you're no longer in there. And so people have this very like toggled experience and they're like it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that you haven't been able to fully Stay in that place long enough to experience the work. And what happens, and this is what I was explaining to someone today, it's like this part doesn't trust the new one. It doesn't trust that in the waiting and the allowing that something new and profound is going to happen. But as you do the work, you'll create unimaginable, like magical, unimaginable results that will short circuit your mind and it will go and go, oh shit, like that worked. We didn't die. Okay. And now the scales just tip a little bit. And through time, the unimaginable miracle results that you keep producing with way less effort, with way less understanding, right? Like start to kind of balance and then almost outweigh because the part that's always freaking out and always wanting to know can kind of rest in the background knowing that this other thing is not going to kill it
1: this part of you is looking to trust it really it yeah. really wants you it wants to substantiate that it can trust that when you move in this direction it's not going to die I, and and realize we're kind of talking about this it kind of makes sense like as a child too right like when your trauma is really moments where you felt unsafe Yeah. Like what we call stress, anxiety, overwhelm. These are all subtle differentiations and moments where you don't feel safe. Really. That's really what it all boils down to. So it, it would make sense that anytime you're looking at something in a new way and you're challenging the ways and protocols and systems that your system has developed over the years to kind of like give you the illusion of this, you know, safety bubble, so to speak. And humans, we do this at every scale. Right um, at every level, like everywhere we need exit signs and things like, okay, if something goes wrong, at least there's a plan, you know? Um, but that's kind of how our system operates too. It's like, if something goes wrong, at least I have a plan. I gathered all that information. If that goes wrong, I know I'm going to do this. If that goes wrong, I know I'm going to do this. And so we, we like play these games with ourselves where we create these illusions of safety. But of course, like inside of that illusion, you're, you're, you're stuck. It's all, it's all smoke and mirrors, right? It's just, you made it all up anyway. And there are all these other, ways to explore and experience life so far outside of the mind, right? Anybody again, who's done plant medicine will, will reaffirm this. It's like, wow, I didn't even know that there was like right in front of me, this whole other world that I'm experiencing. Now, the real question is how do we activate those parts and that sensory equipment so that it's online all the time and constantly remaining curious and that you have a, a, I don't want to call it technique, but I don't really know what other word to use here, a technique or methodology that when those, that newness that really expands life, expands consciousness, expands experience, expands your ability to receive and create and manifest, like you're always going to have to look at something you've never done before. You're always going to have to look at some part of you that has had a, a one way of doing things and create safety in a certain way. And the moment that you shift that, through your direct experience into something else, inevitably there's going to be that part coming online going, is it safe? Is it safe? Is it safe? The real question then is how do we as people, as humans, as consciousness awareness, like bring awareness to that part within ourselves? Like, yes, this is, this is good. This is safe. We're just exploring, especially when you're just sitting here quietly, there's no direct threat. A lion is not going to come and chew the back of your neck while this is happening. You know? And, and that's the whole point is like you, The body requires an element of safety, like a a direct experience of safety, to go and do something new. As children, we didn't know any better. You know, like I have a like almost a three-year-old at home. He throws his body left and right. He doesn't understand the consequence of getting hit. Now he's slowly learning as hits come and he experiences displeasure in his body. But when we're young, we don't have all these protocols, so we're just you know throwing and flailing and exploring and and that's why we learn very very quickly but we also have all this conditioning put on us by parents and society don't do that hey that's going to hurt you and and i notice even with like you know my kid like we're so trained to speak in absolutions you know we don't tell them, hey you might get hurt people say you're going to get hurt yeah you're, you're you're literally creating like hey it's an inevitability and so the child starts going oh shit you know and and after a while it just gets in there and, and, and it's, uh, even with coaching, like you never speak in absolutions with somebody, it, you're always in a state of curiosity with them. The moment you're like, Hey, you have this pattern, you know, it, 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 you're like, okay, I have this pattern. And, and they start getting either defensive about that or trapped in that because either they believe you or they're like, no, that's not true. And in either way you've lost them. But if you, if you believe that that's the case, you start trying to look for solutions about something that may not even necessarily need a resolution in your system what it really all comes down to in my personal opinion is like is is maintaining a level of alignment in the system a groundedness and safety in the system where curiosity is naturally abound in your experience all the time there's no need to have an answer there's no need to plant your flag in something and like absolutely believe that this is going to be some specific way because you think that that's the safest way to do it. Just keep exploring. You know, anytime I write something these days, I'm like, hey, these are my ideas right now, and they evolve constantly. I'm not yeah. interested in what's right or wrong. If you're gonna read it, you you make those decisions about your own experience. I don't care anymore. It's just not important to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, someone who's listening wrote uh, Niha wrote. I'm feeling overwhelmed since the start of this month, as if my trauma was triggered or something and felt as if I lost all the confidence I gained after working on myself for almost three years. And so one, one thing, one facet of giving up understanding uh, and opening up your system, right, to feel, is I always say this thing, it's like, we don't have individual volume knobs mm-hmm. for certain things. It's not like, okay, turn on joy and love, and confidence, but mute, uh, sadness, anger, and frustration. It's just one master knob, right? And so when we open our ability to feel, then with that feeling also comes new depths of anger, new depths of sadness, new depths of overwhelm. What I've noticed in my personal growth is that you get really adept at being with whatever is arising. So when sadness shows up, you're not like, Oh my God, I'm so sad. How do I make it go away? You're just like, okay, sadness is here. (laughs) And when fear is here, it's like, okay, fear is here. Right? Like my, my mantra that I use is like, and now this, like this is what's showing up. And so I feel like as you go through the journey every once in a while and Guy will probably agree with this every once in a while because you get so adept at like feeling these things as they're coming through, something comes and it's like a baseball bat to the face. It's like so jarring. Cause you're so not used to having been shaken this way for so long. Cause you are just kind of like riding the flows and all of a sudden this thing hits and it feels like it brings you right back to where you started but it's not, it's never where you started, right? Like sometimes we need the more substantial shake for us to go deeper into our practice, reach out more for support, like lean on all of the things that you've trained yourself on over the last, you know, in Nia's case, three years. And it's like find through those practices, that center and the stability and safety again, because it's so easy as you're pointing to be like, you start beating yourself up. Like I wasn't doing it right. I guess none of that shit mattered. Like it was all for naught. here. I am again, right? Like right back where we started. And it's not really the case. It's just a deeper opportunity. Like a layer is showing itself to you so that you can sit with it in the way that you've practiced to sit with all of these other things that have just shown up. This one just feels a lot bigger or a lot more intense or whatever it might be, but it really just will expand your ability to go like, Oh wow. It doesn't matter. Things can be like this or things can be like this. I still have that same ability. I had a really interesting thought, you know, so we, we
1: know that the whole like universe is built on patterns Right, like it's funny we say like you go, you go around the sun, but you really don't go around the sun because the sun is moving through space. So we're, we actually spiral around the sun. We don't spin around the sun. It's more like a corkscrew. Um, and the same thing, like we know that reality is basically made up of fractals. It just it's reality at just different scales, right? And so everywhere we look, the leaves growing on trees grow out a certain pattern. It's it's like I think it's called like phi or something, or like the golden ratio. And so it's like the universe is built on this like corkscrew, right? Like this like small to the out. And so of course you're always going to end up in the same pattern again, like yeah. that, that that's, that's nature itself. And so it's almost like the, the, the reality always has you look again, but always from a different position because it, it's like, uh, we, we say that like, you know, God or, what we call the evolutionary model. I won't go into it too much here, but it's like the the proliferation of experiences. God is awakening itself uh, to itself. And so every aspect of God is having different experiences in order to further inform and awaken, you know, awaken the one, so to speak. And so if that's happening in our lives where we do have, you know, frightening experiences or things that seem like they've happened before, but you gotta, you gotta realize like you're not the way that you were before. What's viewing is not, viewing the way that it was before. And so it's, it's actually quite effective. It's a really good model that this universe has created that has us come back to these different times in our lives or different experiences in our lives and say, take a look again. It's not what you thought it was. And that fear that you thought was going to kill you now is safe enough to ex- experience and you'll have liberation because of it. you will be free because of it. And so the, these spirals, it, uh, anybody who watches, um, uh, with a show on HBO Westworld, especially like season one, yes. it's such a beautiful representation of this because like they have um for people who don't watch the show, it's like this like old 1800s um, you know West, uh, in, like in the West Park where really. like what it's like a Western park, yeah, like an old, like an old West. But the the characters in the show are are AI animatronics, and so the humans can come and like visit and play in the park, and they can do whatever they want with these animatronic kind of robots and all the robots are in loops, right? And these, like they play these characters and they, they play specific roles and they have lines and all this. But what's interesting as you watch the show is you realize that the robots is actually a conversation about people, that the the people are just as much in the, in loops as these animatronic robots. And so it's like, we can't see our programmer (laughs) no more than the people in the show like the, the AI robots in the show could see who was programming them because they were programmed not to see the people in that way. Yeah. And, and it, it really is a beautiful metaphor for humanity. We're all stuck in loops. We've already been programmed like our, through our soul and our kashik and all these different things that, that really informs the kind of experiences and loops that we're going to be in. And it, and just like in the show, everybody is learning from their loops a little bit at a time through the same experiences over and over again, but every time. And that's what ends up happening in the show is that AI becomes liberated. It becomes free of its conditioning because it learns a little bit every time a loop happens. And we're, we're very much the same.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because right at the end, like the way out of the loop was first to realize that they're in the loop. Yeah. And like just that awareness is enough. You know, for a lot of people, it's like they fight that they're in the loop. And it's like, you don't have to fight that you're in the loop. You're in a loop, you know, and like that awareness is enough. And then that creates new questions. And we always talk about like, you want to know the quality of your life. It's based on the quality of the questions that you're asking. And sometimes we just get so locked into asking this like very basic Necessity, survival-driven questions. And that's going to give you kind of like a baseline type of understanding and a baseline type of life. But when we explore these things, not just, again, from like, we can ask questions to just get more information. But I think we're all at this place, or most of us hopefully at this place, where we realize the information is not going to be the thing that's going to create the big shift, right? So get more curious like ask questions about how do i get to experience healing how do i get to experience surrender
1: hmm.
0: how do i get to experience forgiveness not understanding what they did to me and why they did it to me and why i did that thing and what like it's cool it's it's great to just go but it's going to keep you in that loop and You're you'll be like oh it's that okay Next. Oh, it's that. Next. Oh, it's that. Next. It's like looking at the same thing, but just from here, 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 and here. Whereas I feel like the experience of something could be very scary to the mind because it's unpredictable. And the mind hates things that are unpredictable. And it can't predict emotions. It can't predict feelings. It can't predict what the healing process of you opening your heart to something again, right? It's, it's figured out how to defend that heart of yours so beautifully and keep you and your life and make sure that you're just enough to like, not freak out, but safe. Right. Uh, and then you're like, yeah, but that's not good enough. I want to actually dive into this and I want to experience this, this sadness. And it's like, no, 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 no. We don't do that. I I promise that we're never going to have to do that. I've protected you from doing that. Like we don't really need to do this. So it's, it's, it's terrifying at times to like be willing to jump into that unknown and, and allow yourself to go through that process.
1: And that's the thing, right? Like the the mind is going to create, the mind is going to convince you that you're having the same experience that you've had before, because it, it only knows how to perceive this experience and that sensation from that place. But that's not true for the body. The body's always having a new experience. It's always bringing forward different sensations, and and but the mind will look at it and deal with what's going on in the same way. So if you if you can train yourself that when you're having strenuous or even pleasurable experiences, so like drop in drop into your awareness, right? It's the stuff that we teach at our events. Is like how do you go into higher states of consciousness to view? There's a very specific way to view your experience. Then you start realizing, oh man, my my direct experience is really rich. Yeah. super rich regardless of whether I enjoy it or, or my mind has opinions about it but like it's a, there's a richness of the experience and then suddenly like even even fear even terror becomes dare I say entertaining at uh, mm-hmm. the very least interesting you know but like it, it's really not different than watching a movie you know think about movies that you've watched over and over and over again you watch them because they maybe you love the characters but there's like you start noticing nuance as you start watching the movie more, there's a, there's a layers to movies, especially like really well-made movies, right? Have a lot of depth and, su- and such. And so you can watch them over and over again because you're always learning something new, having a new experience with it. Uh, I think Chris Nolan is like the craftiest person I've ever seen at this by just creating such deeply layered movies. Um, and, and, and so there's a richness in watching it regardless of whether it scares you, whether it enthralls you, whether it excites you, whether it turns you on, like whatever it might be. And, and that's the thing, like if we can learn to both be the subject and the object in our reality and, uh, and the objective view lets the subject have the experience fully the way that it's just coming through in that moment. And then the objective observer is just watching it with pleasure and glee and going like, wow, look at the richness of the experience. You start, you genuinely start liberating your system. You genuinely become free because everything that was fearful in your life everywhere where you felt stress and, t- and tension in your life. Suddenly it's just an opportunity to, to participate in life unfolding now. And that to me, that's what liberation is. You're no longer creating exit plans of 30,000 feet and trying to constantly mitigate risk in your life. You're just like, it's fucking happening. I'm here. It's kind of cool that I can experience this much. Um, and that, that in my experience so far uh, does take, quite a bit of training for people to like get into that, into that awareness. However, like if I told you over the next six to 12 months that you could train yourself to view life from that place. And so that every experience that came, no matter how it arose in your life, you could use it, leverage it as an opportunity to experience more freedom, liberation, safety, well-being in your life. Would you sign up for that ride?
0: Yeah. That's, that's the ultimate question. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the the last piece I want to just add to this uh, is that take a, a look and notice how you've done your personal development journey. And my guess is, for most of us, it was on our own. Because the mind, again, convinces you, in theory, that you can figure this out. Right? Like, you're smart. <laughs> You know how to figure this out. So all we need is we just need that, that piece of information and we can put this whole puzzle piece together and, and we got this. And that will get you to a certain point. Again, healing in order to touch these places, in order to have these experiences, it's very, very difficult, if not near impossible to have these experiences on your own you don't have enough safety in your system to hold that much energy to be able to go there fully. And that's why, you know, we have a dream team of people that we get to work with on a regular basis that helps us to highlight and process these things so that then we can go and do that for others. Like, I would not, even with all of the amazing solitary practices that i have i choose today to do those with someone or with a group or with a coach in some way shape or form just because i i know that that being or that group is always going to have an energy and a medicine for my system that my brain and me as an individual I, i just won't be able to touch so there's also that little bit of fear of leaning in and getting support and asking for support and actually opening our system to receive the support that helps a lot of this stuff move through as well.
1: Yeah, we, it's like we're all developing the subjective observer. However, we need to leverage someone else's subjective observer to see us more clearly. We're so in our loops, we're so in our conditioning. It's like if you think you're going to like suddenly have this you know, like this insights come, don't get me wrong. Quantum realizations come like they do. However, if you like really want to accelerate growth, you need a third party who holds an aligned, grounded state that can be your subjective observer and help you locate yours. Like that's what humans are here for each other for. We're here to help each other mirror our experiences, but you're so stuck in yours that if you don't get a subjective mirror, and again, the more, the more work somebody's done, within themselves, the more clean their energy is, fluid their energy is, grounded their energy is, aligned their energy is, you could just say like, that's a cleaner mirror. Like you guys know the difference between going to like a friend that you're complaining about, or you're looking for advice It's helpful, but maybe sometimes not, right? Because they, they don't necessarily maybe have the cleanest view or haven't done that internal work themselves. And so they're speaking from their scared parts and worry and past and history and And that's informing how they're reflecting to you versus somebody who's just like energetically attuned and just has this like really clear, subjective, hey, here's what's going on. Check in with your system energetically at the mind level. Like, can you confirm that that's what's going on? Cool. Like, and here's, here's how we can shift that. Here's how the system can process that, that data process, that energy and create liberation for you. And, and I agree with Elon, like it, it seems it's a, it's a, it's a hard, honestly, nearly impossible mission in my perspective, unless you have like a, a wild kind of difficult awakening experience, which in our experience is not, not pleasurable at all for people. Um, you know, we, we need each other. We need each other to heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that said, guys, um, just want to remind you, uh, a thanks for listening. Uh, B we already have our next, uh, event slotted for uh, mid November. If you want to get yourself into the next event, um, go to IntuitiveMind.live to grab your tickets. We usually max out about 50 tickets and they sell out. So if you want to grab them, that was definitely a good time to start. Um, you can just dive into pre-training right away. As soon as you buy your ticket, we send you guys, um, a bunch of training to start going through to really amplify the experience during the live event. Uh, I'll also tell you though, the, the best game in town is to join our mindset mastery level one. And the reason I say that is because it actually includes a ticket to our event. Uh, and also we'll get you six weeks of uh, group live coaching with our superstar coaches. Um, so It already includes a ticket. You might as well pay a little bit more and you get a ton more. And it also gives you an entire course to go through. So by the time you show up to the event, you're just like gangbusters going crazy and having like wild insights and breakthroughs in your life. Um, So that's the best game in town. If you want to get more information on Mindset Mastery, we just recommend that you reach out to our team and say, hey, I'm interested in this. Uh, You can do that by going to satoriprime.com forward slash contact. satoriprime.com forward slash contact that will take you over to Facebook Messenger. And there's a little bot there that will just say, hey, do you want to talk to someone uh, on Messenger? Do you want to set up a call? And either way, you can do it and just say, hey, I'm interested in Mindset Mastery and get all the information and then choose if it's a good fit for you. But as far as I'm concerned, that's the the best deal in town that we have.
0: Yes, bang for your buck, for sure. For sure.
1: All right, friends, we love you very much. Thank you for being here, for your attention and awareness. We hope today was uh, informative and educational. We look forward to uh, getting to know you and seeing you in our programs. Bye, everybody. Have a great one, guys.
0: Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show, so if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.